Welcome to The Way Church. We're glad you're joining us for today's message. For sermon notes, service times, and more information, check us out online at thewaychurchva.com. Now let's join Pastor Matt Rothy with this week's message. The 2008 hit single, Second Chance, by the rock band Shinedown, holds a permanent place in my memory, for better or worse. If you're not familiar with the song, go ahead and Google it. I'll let you be the judge of whether or not that's a good thing that that song seems to be stuck in my head, but that's besides the point, really. I wanna tell you a little story. When I was in college, I worked as a camp counselor at a summer camp in the Midwest, along with other college and postgraduate students. Throughout the summer, high school students would come and attend the camp from all over the country, and they would be at the camp for about a week. And wouldn't you know it, predictably, every week of camp, a girl and a boy high school student from different parts of the country who came to camp not knowing each other would meet, and in less than a week's time, they would fall completely and deeply in love with one another. Now, that meant at the end of the week when camp was all over and the camp counselors did our job of helping campers load up the buses and send them back home, we would quite tragically often have to witness some very heartbreaking goodbyes. That's why the song, well, is somewhat stuck in my head. You see, I will never forget the week the young man walked over, gave a tearful final embrace to his girlfriend of about three and a half days, Then he said it, still holding her in a half hug and with every ounce of sincerity this hopeless romantic could possibly muster, he looked deeply into her eyes and he delivered the very famous line from that early 2000s hit. He said to her, sometimes goodbye is a second chance. Unfortunately for him, An entire busload of his peers and the entire staff of counselors just so happened to all go completely silent at the exact moment he said that. His guy friends all laughed out loud. A few of the high school girls sighed. And the counselors, well, we politely smiled pretending not to hear what he said and perhaps held back a laugh also. But that young man just blushed. He just stood there, beat red. When you're a high schooler at summer camp, saying to your summer romance uh, that goodbye is a second chance, well, it's super corny, maybe. But when you're the savior of the universe, saying that to your disciples, well, that's super cool. Okay, maybe Jesus didn't exactly say sometimes goodbye is a second chance to his 12 disciples, but he meant it. At his Monday-Thursday farewell dinner, the night before Jesus demonstrated 
the greatest love of all by dying on the cross only to rise again. Jesus was with all his friends. His disciples were all gathered around. And that's when Jesus said to him, to them, that saying goodbye and going back to heaven to his father and ours, that would be a good thing. Goodbye would be a sort of second chance for the disciples' relationships with him, with their Savior. But of course, Jesus' disciples were completely hurt by this. They were filled with grief. To them, this goodbye was not good. They were saying goodbye to their best friend. But not only was their friend saying that he was leaving, but he was saying that it was good he was leaving, and it was good that he was saying goodbye. Why? Why would not having Jesus walking, talking, living, breathing right here with the disciples, his disciples and friends, why would that not be better for them? Well, let's find out. Jesus actually answers the question of why throughout the meal he shared with them on that Monday, Thursday. Well, let's just look at a few verses from the end of John 15 and the beginning of John chapter 16. There, Jesus said, When the Advocate comes, whom I will send to you from the Father, the Spirit of truth who goes out from the Father, he will testify about me. And you also must testify, for you have been with me from the beginning. I did not tell you this from the beginning because I was with you, but now I am going to him who sent me. None of you asks me, where are you going? Rather, you are filled with grief because I have said these things. But very truly, I tell you, it is for your good that I am going away. Unless I go away, the advocate will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. There it is. <laughs> that is it. Jesus told the disciples exactly why it was good that he was saying goodbye to his disciples. Goodbye was a second chance, not a better chance or a superior chance or a replacement chance, but just a second chance or a second way in which his disciples, his followers, would have a relationship with the triune God, specifically with the person that we call the Holy Spirit. Sometimes goodbye is a second chance. Sometimes goodbye is good. In Jesus' words to the 12, to his 12 disciples, he gives both them and us three reasons why it is actually good that he left and returned to his home in heaven, to his Father and ours. Number one, Jesus went so far as to say, unless I go away, the advocate will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. Unless I leave, you, my disciples, will not receive the Holy Spirit. Jesus said, because I am leaving, I am sending, and therefore you will be receiving the Holy Spirit. So number one, Jesus says, it is good I am leaving, so that you will receive the Holy Spirit. And here's why that is so good. Here's reason number two, why it is good that Jesus was saying goodbye. It's because of what the Holy Spirit will do. Jesus said, I will send 
to you from the Father, the Spirit of truth who goes out from the Father. He will testify about me. Jesus said the Holy Spirit will testify about him. The Spirit will testify or tell about Jesus. What this means is the Holy Spirit will come to the disciples and confirm everything Jesus said and everything that Jesus did. And he will tell them that it is good, it is right, and it is true. The Holy Spirit will come to the disciples and he will, on the basis of the personal relationship that Jesus and the Holy Spirit share, the Holy Spirit will tell the disciples everything there is to know about who Jesus, the Son of God, is. The Holy Spirit testifies to us that Jesus is the one who has paid the price for our sins and removes the guilt and shame from our lives now and forever. The Holy Spirit testifies to us that Jesus is the basis for our identity and there is no other wind in our sails but Christ in us and for us that defines who I am and who you are. That's what the Holy Spirit does. The Holy Spirit testifies to us that Jesus is the Word made flesh who was with God in the beginning and by His power created the entire world. He is the Word made flesh who by the power of the promise transforms spiritually dead hearts to hearts that have life and have it to the full. And that, my friends, is good. That is good being a complete understatement. It is good that Jesus said goodbye. Why? Because his leaving, number one, meant that the Holy Spirit would come to you and me. And number two, when the Holy Spirit comes, he will share with us, with his disciples, all there is to know about Jesus Christ, who is now and will be forever completely for us. Number three. The third reason Jesus said it was good that he was leaving to go to the Father? Well, Jesus said it is because you also must testify. Jesus said, I am leaving, but it is good I am leaving because I am sending you to the Holy Spirit, or I'm sending the Holy Spirit, the advocate, to you, and he'll testify to you or tell you about me, and then you will tell others about me. You'll testify. In, in other words, you yourself will be an advocate to others. And that's really what the entire second half of the Bible is all about. The disciples traveling all over God's creation and testifying, telling people who Jesus is. And they did it to their own peril. They did it even to their own death. The Greek word translated testify is martyro. It's where we get our English word martyr. Well, in fact, 11 of the 12 disciples were martyred. They were killed for testifying, for telling others about Jesus. The only disciple not killed for his martyro, well, he was marooned on an island for telling others about Jesus until he eventually died. And Jesus said this about all this. He said, it's good. In fact, it's better this way. In fact, it is so good that Jesus compares all this, the goodness of his leaving, his sending of the Holy Spirit, us testifying for him in a world that rejects Jesus. Jesus said it is so good 
that he compares it to the joy that a mother experiences bringing a child into the world. Jesus said in the same very moment and meal he shared with them that you will grieve, but your grief will turn to joy. A woman giving birth to a child has pain because her time has come. But when her baby is born, she forgets the anguish because of her joy that a child is born into the world. So with you. Now is your time of grief, but I will see you again and you will rejoice and no one will take away your joy. Jesus says that it is beyond happiness. Him leaving, him sending the Holy Spirit, us testifying for him in a world even if we're rejected for it. Jesus said this is so beyond happiness. It is joy. It is joy that no one can or will ever take away from you. So why is it then that I bite my tongue? Why is it that you don't chat up everyone you meet about Jesus? Why do you not invite even just the people you like to your church to hear about the good news they have in Christ? It's easier now more than ever to copy and paste a text, a link, and invite someone to the way spotlight. So why don't you? Why don't I? Why do I have no qualms gushing that you need to go check out the ice cream at Carl's or the burgers at Mason Dixon or the pizza at Benny's? But I don't gush that you got to check out my Jesus at my church. Why is being an advocate for Jesus something nearly every Christian struggles to do? Well, I'll propose that it's not that we lack courage or that we're lazy, or we are fearful, or even that we're hateful. No, I propose that the reason you and I struggle to advocate for Jesus and tell people we are loved by Jesus is because we're busy filling our hearts with something that is not Jesus. And it's clogging our spiritual arteries. It's collapsing our spiritual veins. Let me put this another way. We all have a need, the need to be liked, to be approved, to be accepted. Now, this need is met in full in Jesus because Jesus sees the deficiency in us and he fills us. He doesn't shy away from us, but he accepts us. He approves us and he fills us. But, but we still feel the need to fill our need to be liked with something else. Jesus once said, the mouth speaks what the heart is full of. In other words, if our hearts are filled with Jesus and I experience the truth that he fills all my needs and then some, well, my mouth will speak about him. But if my heart is full or looking to be filled with something else, well, then I won't speak about Jesus. I won't testify or advocate for him but I will only speak about that something else, whatever it is. And it's not just you. It's not just me. Since the beginning of time, people, even people who fear, love, and trust in God above all things, they too have struggled to believe that our hearts and theirs are only truly filled to the full by Jesus. Adam and Eve thought they needed God 
God's wisdom, even though God already filled them with his wisdom. So they ate the fruit. Abraham needed a son, even though God already filled him with the promise of a son. So he slept with someone who's not his wife. David needed pleasure. David needed approval, even though he was personally filled with approval by God. So he slept with Bathsheba. David then needed to be perceived as someone who was guiltless, guilt-free, even though he was filled with God's promise of forgiveness. So what did he do? He murdered Bathsheba's husband in an attempt to cover up his guilt. Skip ahead, Judas needed 30 pieces of silver, even though he was filled with the wealth of knowledge from Jesus himself. So he sold Jesus to the enemy. Peter, he needed to be filled and feel with bold and safeness, even though he should have been filled with boldness after Jesus nicknamed him the rock. So what did he do? He lied boldly. I said he didn't know Jesus. The mouth speaks what the heart is full of. So what's your heart full of? What are you filling your heart with? A relationship with that significant other? More money, a better situation, or a more fulfilling job? Are you looking for friends that are going to tell you you're enough? Maybe you think all you need is more time for yourself to take care of yourself. What are you filling your heart with? More what? What are you looking to fill your life with? The reason why you and I are not testifying about Jesus and who he is or telling people about what he has done for you is not because you lack courage. It's not because you lack knowledge. It's not because you're lazy. It's not because you're fearful. No, it's because your heart is filled with something that is not Jesus. But none of those things can truly fill your heart. Yet they are the reason why we don't advocate for the hearts of those for whom Jesus died. Those are the reasons why we don't spread incomparable love, but instead we experience isolation, inadequacy, some tightness in our chest or weakness in our knees that gets in the way of us saying something, something, anything about the love of our life who gave us his life so we could be with him. I tell you what, you might think I was goofing on the dude who dropped the super corny line when he said to his girlfriend that uh, goodbye or sometimes goodbye is a second chance. But don't get it twisted. That dude had courage. He did not care about being liked by those around him. He could care less about a bus full of kids giggling at him. What he cared about was the girl who was there by his side. And his heart was full of love. His heart was so full of love that his mouth spoke about what his heart was full of. (laughs) But you see it, don't you? Jesus does not just like you like a summer fling at a summer camp. He loves you. Jesus loves you. He loves you. He loves you. In fact, he loves you so much (laughs) that he left you. (laughs) He left you and he said goodbye to you 
so that you could have a ch second chance. And not just a second chance, but a third chance, and a fourth chance, and an infinite number of chances to experience His love for you. That is why Jesus sent you His Holy Spirit. That is why He sent to you an advocate, someone to come along your side. You know, that's the name that Jesus gave the Holy Spirit. He called him the advocate. Ad means to and vocate means to call. Advocate means to call others to something, to come alongside someone and help them to help them see something. The Holy Spirit has and is calling to you through the word. He is called to be by your side, to whisper in your ear, not just feelings, but the word and the truth of God, to testify about Jesus, to tell you about Jesus so that you see him clearly, so that you see life better. It is good that Jesus said goodbye so that the Holy Spirit comes to you through the water, the bread and the wine, and through the murmur of this word, so you can see how completely and utterly full Christ Jesus has filled you. You lack nothing. You want for nothing. Christ fills you with everything that he has. The Holy Spirit fills you with the peace of Christ's forgiveness, the wisdom of godly things, the approval of your Father, the identity of this holy family, the meaning of a purpose-filled, spirit-filled life the joy of a life free from expectations, the thrill of a life of freedom from shame. That is who the Holy Spirit is. He is someone who comes alongside of you and tells you that goodbyes are good because he is here. He is here forever. He is someone who is always in new and in deeper ways calling to you so that you see Christ and his love for you. He advocates to you for Christ's sake. And then he moves you. He moves in you to advocate for others. That's who the Holy Spirit is. Sometimes goodbye is a second chance. Now, when you're the high schooler saying that to your summer romance, that's super corny. When you're the savior of the universe saying that to your 12 disciples, it's actually super cool. But what about when you are you? Because goodbyes are good with Jesus. Because goodbyes are good. And because he has sent you his spirit, you already have said goodbye to the need to fill yourself up with other things. Whether that's more money, more food, more sex, more friends, more time, more likes, whatever it is. Now, because you have said goodbye to those empty things and you have been filled up with Christ, you have a second chance and a third chance and a fourth chance. Goodbye is a second chance. So say goodbye to those things. Say goodbye to the need to be, good li to be liked. Say goodbye to the need to be approved, to be accepted. And say hello. Say hello to all those needs and more being met in full in Jesus. And now, what's left? Well, all that's left is finding those needs 
in others. Look, you and I are, are not thinking about advocating about our faith clearly until you and I are trying to imagine the gratification of responding to people in the realm of their deepest need. You may not have the gifts to debate with skeptics. You may not have the words to motivate the most sluggish. And really, that's okay. Because there are people whom you will meet in moments of hurt. There are people whom you know right now who have revealed to you a place beneath their surfaces where they are not doing nearly as well as they let on. Think of their eyes. Think of their eyes looking to you, looking at you, wondering if you have anything to say to them. Soon, very soon, if you come to Jesus, if you come to know Jesus, you will have plenty to say to them. The moments are prepared for you. The words are prepared as well. These are them. For God so loved the world, and, and not just the world, but he loved you. The simple healing truth wrapped in simple human kindness, that's an advocate. That's you. That's a come to Jesus moment. Amen.